What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Grace Young Adults Podcast, where you can catch all of the past messages that you might have missed. Hope you have a blessed one, and please enjoy today's episode. And I think it's difficult, you know, to show show love to people, show love to strangers, show love to Christians, too, in church, especially show love to when we have things going on personally in our life. Um, as you guys know, it's, it's no surprise or nothing, or no secret, I guess, that we're talking about loving other people. And with that, I want to go to this. We'll have uh, more text to this, but I want us to start in Mark chapter 12, verses uh, 30 through 31. Mark chapter 12, verses 30 through 31. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And so this is Jesus speaking, and a, a prophet, a teacher comes ask him, like, what are the greatest commandments? And he says, love God with all your heart, all your mind, your strength, and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. And, what I, and to me, those are the hardest things to do. It's sometimes hard to love God, sometimes hard to love other people, sometimes even hard to love yourself. But really what I want to harp on today is loving your neighbor. Because I think that's very, very hard because loving your neighbor, we do it when it's easy to do it. We do it when we're feeling good. We do it when it's convenient. And sometimes God says, love your neighbor. Some of us think, I am loving my neighbor. But are you? Let me ask you guys this question. Those of you that live in a house or those of you that live in apartments, how many of you guys know your next door neighbor? Good. How many of you guys have gone out to eat with your next door neighbor? How many of you guys have had more than three conversations with your next door neighbor? A little bit more hands. Good, good, good. And I think that comes, that comes to me because we're like, love, love your neighbor. See, loving your neighbor is loving the person, person next to you, loving the person closest to you. That could be a, a family member. That can be a friend. That could be your, your boss. That, that could be a stranger. That could be your actual neighbor. Loving the person, person closest to you is your neighbor. But my question is, do we always do that? And it's easy to love people when it's on our timetable, when it's convenient for us. It's easy to love people who are like us. See, we're good at loving others, loving our neighbor until that person cuts us off in traffic. We're good at loving our neighbor until that person has an attitude with us. We, we're good at loving your neighbor until they're just looking at you crazy, just staring at you. And you're like, what are you looking at? My biggest thing is babies. Babies love to stare at me. I will stare a baby down. I don't care if their parents are looking. I'll stare at that baby like this. I'm like, I'm not going to turn away first. And we all do that. We love someone until they have different political views as us. We, we love them in, until we got out of that lifestyle. Maybe we used to drink. Maybe we used to party. Maybe, maybe we should go crazy, have sex outside of marriage. And then we change, we develop more. And now we don't love those people that we used to hang out with as much. Now we judge them and look down on them. Or maybe you, you don't love someone because they're stuck in a lifestyle of sin. Maybe they're homosexual and you don't want to be around them. Maybe because they, they, they talk crazy, you don't want to be around them. They cheat people, you don't want to be around them. 
So it's easy to be around your neighbors, easy to love your neighbor when it's convenient, when they look like us, when they have the same values as us, when they have the same beliefs as us, when they're going the same direction as us. It's easy to love our neighbor then. And we say, love your neighbor. That's something that you hear as a Christian or someone, something you hear not a Christian. It's an elementary thing. It's elementary, that term, love your neighbor. But we don't treat it as essential. It's elementary, but we don't treat it as essential to our lives. We don't make it a priority. Loving your neighbor. You hear it all the time. You heard it as a kid. But that's something you have in the back of your mind, in the back of your heart. But you, don't, you know to do it. But do we actually do it? Do you actually love your neighbor? Is it actually in the forefront of your mind? In Exodus and Deuteronomy, it gives the commandments, and it's Moses giving the commandments. It's one of the commandments is love your neighbor. And it's easy to say. It's easy to talk about. But do we actually do it? And really what I want to do today is really challenge ourselves. Like, how much do I actually love my neighbor? How much do I actually love the person across from me? How much do I actually love the people that God put in my life? Do I actually love my neighbor? Because I think a lot of us do do a great job at it. But can we do better? Can we do a better job loving our neighbor in here? When we go to discussion, we talk about, because sometimes we want to talk and have discussion with people that we know the best, that we're closest to. People that we're comfortable with. We don't want to sometimes get to know someone else. Do you love your neighbor? Do you, do you sit with someone that maybe needs someone to be sat with? Do you encourage someone? Do you go out your way to love your neighbor? And it's not always second nature to love your neighbor. It's second nature to love ourselves, our priorities, our goals, our dreams, our time. So I really want us to challenge this, like how well are we actually doing loving our neighbor? How well are we actually doing serving other people? How well are we actually doing respect, reflecting the light and love of God? How well do we actually love our neighbor? And so really I want to get into that. And I, I stopped by the, the youth, youth at a camp um, this past week as we talked about a little bit. And I was like, when I was praying earlier this week, like, Lord, what do you want to speak about? And like, it was funny, like, I feel like God confirmed it when I went to the camp and I heard the message and even like the text. And so I used similar texts to what they used because it just, it just spoke to me while we were there. And I feel like it was the text that, that God put on my heart to use. And so if you guys can go to Luke 10 verses 25 through 37, here you're going to um, hear about the same thing as uh, love God with all your heart, love your neighbors and you love yourself. But this is actually in Luke. As you guys know, in gospel, in the God four gospels, it's Jesus um, from different perspectives and different lights, from different point of views. And so this is the similar text, but a different point of view. So we'll be in Luke 10, uh, verses 25 through 37. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test, to, to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked, who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he was attacked by the robbers, they stripped him of his clothes beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed on the other side. So too, a, Le a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. 
But Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. He looked after him, and he said, And when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The, the expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. So this text speaks to me because I think we all have been all the types of people in this text. We've been the priests, someone who should be in a position to be loving, to be serving, to help others. It should come second nature. It should come. And we walk, walk by someone who needed help. We looked at them, maybe judged them. We looked at them, walked right by them. We didn't stop or we've been a, a Levite, someone, a, a popular position, um, someone who, who looks uh, good in the eyes of people and eyes of men and walked by someone, looked at them better. And some of us in our points have been like the Samaritan. We stopped by and actually took time. We've helped bandage someone's wounds. We, we lend them money. We took care of them. We made sure we were there. We just sat with them. And some of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we've been that, that person who got beat down, the one who's been robbed, the one who's not been loved by people, the one whose people have walked by when we've been hurt and been in pain, when, when we need a neighbor just like him. So my question for you is currently in your life, currently when you see strangers, currently when you see someone in pain, what are you? See, a good Samaritan, he, he was willing to be inconvenienced. He was willing to stop, even though I'm sure he had a place to go, just like the priest, just like the Levite. He had somewhere to go, but he took time to sit with the person. He took time to help someone. I think that's one of the things to stop us from helping other people, caring for other people, because we got to get to go. We got to go somewhere. I got to be at this spot. I can't stop and help that homeless person because I'm in a rush. I have to get there. And sometimes we don't even stop to help that homeless person that we see on the side of the road because maybe we're a priest or a Levi in that moment. I'm not saying you have to stop and give them money or give them a meal, but do you even stop and just pray for them? Do you take a second while you're driving and say, I'm going to pray for them? Or do you go actually get out your car and pray for them? Or do you actually get out your car and give them money or hand them money or bring them a meal? And some of us are like, I'm not, that's not my heart to, to do now your heart to be a Christian. Some people are like, I don't have a heart to, for the homeless. Does that stop you from helping someone? Because it's not convenient. In order to, lo to love your neighbor, what is inconvenient has to become convenient. In order to love your neighbor, what is inconvenient has to become convenient. In order to serve God, in order to be the light and love of the, of the world, light and love of God, you have to be willing to be inconvenienced. You have to be willing to, for your time to be taken away, for your schedule to be interrupted by other people. I've learned with my walk with God, any interruption is really an invitation. It's an invitation for you to be a, a loving person to another, to be a good neighbor to another. But we don't always take that invitation. We just look at it as an interruption, saying, I, I, can't, I can't help them because I have to be somewhere. 
I have to do this. I have to do that. I can't help them because I don't have enough in my account. You're saying I could serve them and help them when I don't have enough money? And that's where we show our lack of trust, trust in God. You have to be willing to be inconvenienced. And sometimes the people that we're supposed to help aren't always easy to help. Sometimes you're trying to help them make it hard. Just yesterday, um, I was getting, uh, going to the, uh, the phone store, had to do some things with the phone, and there's a random lady in there. She said she, um, and it was funny because I used this text, and it's funny, I, I was in this situation, and it's funny how like, God just challenges you with the text that you would use. Like, you, you practice what you preach, really, type of situation. So I, I get to the store, and so some random lady walks in, um, the T-Mobile store. Y'all wondering what phone company I have? I got T-Mobile. Y'all want to pay my bill, just let me know. Um, it's some random lady, and she walks, she walks up to me. You can tell, like, people in the store are walking away from her, like, because she looking crazy, if I'm being honest. You know, she's walking, you know. Um, I shouldn't use the word crazy. I'm just, I shouldn't use the word. Lord, forgive me. She looking like she needs some help. How about that? She looking like she needs some help. And, and so you can tell she's trying to go up to people, and people are just trying to walk away from, like, don't talk to me. Like, don't. And she's going up to people. So I see that going on as I walk in. So I walk in. I'm like, she's about to come up to me. So she comes up to me and just looks at me. I'm like, you going to say something? Um, and she's like, I need to go to Walgreens. Can you tell me where Walgreens is? I'm like, oh, hey, there's one, like, right up the road. I can. I can uh, she's like, I just need to know the bus route. Can you look up the bus route? And so um, she's like, yeah, I know how to do it. You just go on your phone. So I pull out my phone, and, like, I go to it. Then she got a little attitude saying, you're doing it wrong. I said, hold on. And so she's like, I was like, okay, but I'm calm. I'm like, I, I want to help. I don't mind helping. And then uh, so she's, she's tapping on the screen. I'm just like, hold on. I said, you wash your hands. I don't know where your hands have been. <laughs> so she's touching on the screen. It is fine. And then, like, she's like, it's not working. And she's getting frustrated and frustrated. I was just like, Walgreens is just down the road. I'll take you to Walgreens. And like I said, when you help people, also use wisdom. Use the Holy Spirit to lead you. Because I didn't know she had a bag. I don't know what she was carrying that bag. But I was like, Lord, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Someone else will preach this Sunday. It will be good. And so I let her hop in my car. Because literally, I'm at T-Mobile. So like, it's literally like you can see, almost see the Walgreens. But she, she said she was from Florida. And she, um, but she, she wasn't familiar with the area. And so I get with her. And she tells me what's going on. She says she just had been robbed. She just had people steal things from her. So I'm just like, this is just like the, the man on the road. I guess I'm a good Samaritan, Lord, look at me. Uh, no, but it's just an opportunity. Like I was inconvenient. I was already stressed out that day because there's so many things that happened yesterday. And I was like, that was inconvenienced me. And I'm just like, I got, there's a, another thing. But it just wasn't an interruption. It really was an invitation to be the light and love to someone. And, and so what I did, you know, I, I put her in my, got in my car and drove her and dropped her, dropped the lady off. And then she told me she needed to go to, uh, to Frisco. Um, but like I'm saying, I got to go here. The Bible just says, someone asks you to go take one mile, go with them too. I said, I ain't doing it today. Uh, <laughs> but so I just dropped her off there. And there was just a whole, a whole ordeal of different things. And I was just like, yeah, if I, if I had time, I went. I just couldn't because I had a schedule. I had a meeting to go to, so I couldn't do it. And I felt bad about it. Um, but I think it's so important where we stop and be willing to be inconvenienced to help people, to serve people, to pray for them. And when also, the, it's a different, I even try to pray for her. She says, 
mm, I don't know about all that. I got to go. I'm just like, you would still been out here walking away on that bus. What do you mean you got to go? But I think that that's the thing when it's, when you loving people, you're going to be interrupted. It's, going to be, it's not always going to be easy. Sometimes in life, you have to help someone that will never pay you back. That's real love. Helping someone that can never pay you back. They can, can never maybe give you encouragement, never pay you back, or maybe not return the favor. But do we take that type of love to other people? Because a lot of times, the way we love our neighbors, we love other people if they can do something for us. If they can make us feel good. They make us feel comfortable. They can do something for us. That's the only time we truly love people. What about those other times when it's, when it's harder, when it's, when it's inconvenient, when, when things don't go our way? And what about love? And I think this is the hardest for us to do, how we love our neighbor. What about loving those that have hurt you? I think that's where we fail a lot of times as Christians. We don't love others who've hurt us, who've maybe rejected us, who've maybe done wrong to us, who left us out, who didn't invite us, maybe who's verbally abused us or physically abused us. We, we stop loving them. It could be from a, a friend. It could be from a parent. And, and we don't love those that hurt us. We don't, we're not patient with those that love us. Even if they've hurt us over and over again, it's an inconvenience to love someone who's hurt you bad. It's an inconvenience to show love to them. It's an inconvenience to take them out to dinner, or out to lunch, to show them the love of God, to get closer to them. We take those moments and we sometimes think, that person hurt me, that person's doing wrong. I don't want to be around them. You have no idea what they put me through. You have no idea what they said to me. Well, welcome to the life of Jesus. People who have done you wrong, people who have not who've gone behind your back, those are the people you need to love the most. Those are the people that need Jesus the most. But you say, I don't want to hang out with them because it's an inconvenience. Because maybe uh, we're better when, we're, when there's some distance between us. And you believe that lie. Yeah, you have more p- peaceful situations, but can I tell you, there's more distance between y'all the less you can show the love of God to them. But you've used that excuse that I need to keep distance from them. And yes, I know there's toxic people. There's people that we need, we need to have wisdom that we need to be around. We can't be around everyone. I get that. But let the Holy Spirit lead you on that. But sometimes we don't allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. We allow our convenience to lead, to lead us. The people that we're, we're putting distance from are the thing, people that, that God wants us to love the most. Luke 6, 32 uh, through 36, it says, If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love, who, love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from who you respect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because he is the kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. See, and that's the thing, like, in the first text, the teacher's talking to Jesus, like, who's a neighbor? He says, the, the one you show mercy to. And it says right here, the one, the one who, how you love someone is being merciful. Some of us are not merciful to our parents, because they may have hurt you, to friends, to coworkers, to your boss, or whoever it may be. You start to love less because you've been hurt. You start to love less because they've done you wrong. But God doesn't tell us to do that. As a Christian, as a believer, we have to, 
we have to take the high road. And can I tell you, I don't always want to take the high road. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I want to be petty the other day. So I was driving, I guess I was driving too slow. Someone put their brights on me. I said, ah, oh, let me slow down my gas a little bit since you want to go. Because I, I know they had to take the exit. So I was like, let's take our time. But I'm like, that's petty. That's not being loving. My problems come when I'm try, driving, y'all. Y'all don't want to be around me on the road. That's what happens. And it's so important that we, that we, that we love, each other's, love each other well. And a lot of times, you know, love when it's inconvenient. Sometimes we like to love people the way we like to receive love. Like, I want to love my neighbor. I want to love them. I'm going to go buy them this gift. They don't care about that gift. They just want your quality time. They don't care about that gift. They want the words of affirmation. They don't need you to say anything in that moment. They just need that physical touch. They need you just to hold them or just be there next to them. And sometimes we don't love our neighbor because we, we like to love other people best fit for us, how it best suits us. That's how we try to love people. That's how we try to love our neighbor when it's convenient for us. But what about the other times? Truly love our neighbor the right way. How you love your neighbor is you do what comes natural. And what's natural is using your talents and gifts. I think a lot of us don't love our neighbor because we're holding back on them. Some of you guys are so talented, so gifted, so smart, have resources, and you don't use them. Some of you guys have great business ideas that God's asked you to move forward with, and you haven't. Some of you guys can sing, can write, and you have not put anything out lately or have never put anything out at all. Some of you guys have had a heart to start maybe a YouTube channel or, or some, post something on social media to encourage people to help other people because you have a gift, gift of exploration or encouragement and you don't use it. Some of you guys give, have wisdom and you don't give it out. Some of you guys have good counseling gifts and you don't use them. Some of you guys are just a great listener and you don't use them. How do you love your neighbors using your talents and gifts? A lot of us don't do that. A lot of us don't use what God's put inside of us and we just let it stay inside of us. What God gives you is supposed to go through you. Some of you are like, oh, I'm so good at this. Oh, I can do that. So why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you putting it out there? Why, why aren't you using the, the desires, the goals, the ambitions that God has put inside you to take it out of the world? But some of us don't do it because we'd rather live comfortable. We'd rather stay in that job that's comfortable. We'd rather stay in that, friend, that, that group of friends that's comfortable. We'd rather just stay comfortable. And now you use our talents and gifts. A lot, all y'all are talented and gifted. You have things to offer the world, and it's always valuable. Some, it's sometimes, and I've said this before, just because it's not visible doesn't mean it's not valuable. You may never speak in front of people like this, but you may listen to someone. You could, if you're great graphic design, design something, you can design something, draw something for someone. God's giving you hands and legs. You can go somewhere and serve and give. Some of you guys have a heart to serve but don't serve. Some of you have been coming to church for years and this church for years, but never served a day here or only serve outside of the church. And I'm saying this because God's, used, God's blessed us all with talents and gifts, not to keep for ourselves, but to give to other people. How are you using those talents and gifts that God's given you? How are you truly loving your neighbor? You're doing what's convenient. You're not truly loving your neighbor. What you, what you have, people need. See, that's what we take that so lightly. There's a person that may never get the deliverance that they need because you are supposed to help them. God chose you. God, God needed you to write that song 
so someone can get some healing. God needs you to give that piece of advice. God needs you to be still and just pray for that person. He needs you to do that. But we don't do that because we're so busy thinking about ourselves, our convenience. Use what God put in you. All you guys are talented and gifted. All you guys are valuable. All you have something to offer. People have made, may not have made you feel that way, but that's a lie. God's put something in every single one of you to give out to the world. That's why you're still here. That's why you just don't get saved and go off to heaven. No, because God's placed talents and gifts inside of you that the world needs to lead other people to get saved, to lead other people to come to Jesus. We were talking about talents and gifts. You have the gift of salvation. You haven't told anyone about it. You haven't told anyone about it. And how else can we become a good neighbor? Is being who you needed. Who did you need years ago? Some of you guys need that person to encourage you. Someone, someone, some of you guys need that person to make you feel safe. Some of you need that advice. Some of you need that mentor. Some of you guys need those finances growing up. And you have them. But you have them now, and you're not being that for that person. Be who you needed, and also be who you need. Like I said before, we've all been the, the man on the ground who got robbed, who got beaten, and needed a neighbor's love, who needed someone to be inconvenienced for us, who needed someone to stop for us, who needed us for someone to show us love, to correct us, to love us. We all needed that. We've all been that man that was beaten and robbed. We've all been that. How can you show love to your neighbors? Be who you needed. Be that person. Some of you have kids, be that parent that you needed. Your parents weren't perfect, but you know better now. Don't repeat the same mistakes. Be that friend you needed. Be that stranger you needed. You saw someone looking distraught, crying, agitated, looked like they didn't need, but you just kept walking. How many of you guys have been somewhere publicly where you just stressed out? And you need someone just to maybe just take a second and encourage you or let you know it's going to be okay. Loving your neighbor that way. We forget God's put, put things inside of you. Be who you needed. Be who you need. That's how you be a good neighbor. Be what you need. And we forget about that. We sometimes get so caught up in our needs, our finances, our worries, our pain, our doubts, our worries, our insecurities, that we forget to be a neighbor. Don't neglect your neighbor because you have a need. That's what we do because we have our own needs. We forget that other people have needs. Other people need help. Other people need that love of a neighbor. And I know it's hard. I know it's inconvenient. I know it may take some, it may task, make a task, it may make it seem a lot longer. Or sometimes you may be associated with someone because you went out to eat with someone who's homosexual. You want to eat with someone who's, who's a party who gets drunk. You went out to, we, out, we want to eat with someone that, that cheats. Jesus did that all the time. Ate with tax collectors. They're known as cheaters. We'll meet a, a woman or well, a prostitute. Someone who gives her good, someone who gives her goods and gifts to everybody. That's what she was doing. But Jesus still loved her. And guess what she did? She went around the whole town telling everyone about Jesus because she received a gift. Are you going to be what you needed? She needed someone to love her. So she needed someone to, the woman in the world needs someone to feel, make her feel seen and valuable.
So she did that for other people. She told other people about Jesus because she experienced something. Show love to someone else. Your parents, your friends, someone invites you to church, someone reminds you of who God was. They are a good neighbor to you. They encourage you to come to church. And lastly, if you want to love your neighbor, love like Jesus. Jesus said the best example of how to love your neighbor. How to deny yourself, how to die to yourself, how to pray for someone, how to encourage someone, how to use their talents and gifts to help somebody. Jesus was helping all his neighbors. He was healing them, praying for them, encouraging them, teaching them, using all his talents and gifts for the glory of God, to reflect his light and love. When you love your neighbor, you're reflecting God's light. That's what you're doing. How you be the light of the world? Reflect God's love. That's simple. But will we do it? Some of you guys are in a high right now of reflecting God's love because you guys left, you guys were leaders at youth camp. Is that just going to be just a season, a moment of your life, a week of your life? Or are you going to have that same ambition, that same mentality, that same heart, that same eagerness to see people change and transform? Will that stop this week or will it continue to keep going? The way you loved on those kids this week, will that stop? Because you're like, I got to put in extra effort this week at youth camp. Why not put, you, you saw your capacity. Why not put that energy out all the time? So I want us to love like Jesus. And Jesus gave his life for you. That's a great neighbor. He gave his life for you. He died for you. He took on your sin. He took on your shame. He took on your punishment. And that's a good neighbor a great neighbor, but can we reflect that love? Can we take that seriously? But we don't a lot of times. So when I want us to go out today, I want us to love our neighbor. I want us to truly see, the, see God in them. This verse talking about you can be entertaining angels and never know. That's why a lot of times I'm good at, I'm good to people because half the time they could be an angel because I've helped people and they just gone out of nowhere. I'm saying, where, where'd they go? I'm so serious. You never know who you're helping. You never know what their, that conversation does for someone. I've had conversations with people on social media or I've posted a video, and you guys know that, of encouraging people or a clip of a sermon, people have messaged me because I watched this, I want to live. I'm not going to kill myself. Or because I did this. Because this is what I needed to hear today. And y'all all can do that for somebody. Just smiling at someone can make someone's day. Even if you got crooked teeth or even got missing teeth. Either or. Smiling is all gums. It's fine. You'll make them laugh. Just keep smiling. But they may need that smile. They need that, that word of encouragement. They need that, that be prayed for. They may say like, hey, maybe go out with a coworker you've never gone out to work with. Hey, let's, let's go out to eat. They're like, really, me? Be who you need. Be who you needed. Be like Jesus. Be that neighbor and love well. All y'all have that inside of you. But will you use it?
Will you love your neighbor? Will you go to the next level of love? And I know all you guys are loving in here, but there's another level you can go to with your love. And so let's all do that, even when it's hard, even when it's inconvenient. Father, thank you. Thank you that you love us so much. Thank you that you're with us. I thank you that you showed us how to be a loving neighbor. You showed us how to love our neighbor. You allow us to be okay with being inconvenienced. Allow us to use our talents and gifts for your glory to help and love other people. Allow us to be who we needed, God. You've met us where we needed to be. You've met us where we need, you've met us and you took us where we needed to be, Lord. And I ask that you do that for all of us. I ask that allow us to have the same heart that reflects that love, that the desires to glorify you. So I thank you that we also feel love because we've been the man on the ground, feel like we've been robbed, beaten. And I thank you that the ones that need to feel love, that need a touch of your love, that they feel that today. They feel that from you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. Wow, wasn't that refreshing? Thank you, Pastor Austin, for that message. I pray that y'all will be able to go in peace. And please don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Spotify. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well so that you guys can stay up to date on your young adults ministry. Hope to see you guys this Sunday at 1145. God bless.